like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Eric Lyons, and this is episode 85 of Electrified. Man, how's everybody doing, man? How's everybody doing? Clearly, I needed a couple days, you know, to, to get my mind right and... And, and to get my bearings together Because my boys went down hard this past Sunday They did They went they went down pretty hard uh, We'll talk about my feelings about that soon But we'll, we'll save that for later Honestly, I'm doing well I'm doing uh, better than I thought I would be I'm not really I wasn't really, like, upset Like, I was disappointed But I wasn't here, like, screaming And hooping high like I usually do when I watch Like, I was just real relaxed I don't know why I don't know why And then everybody at work was nice to me Like I was good man I was good man I still am I'm, I'm, I'm still happy about the season Once again we're gonna we're gonna get to that We're gonna get to that Um, We got some things to get through today though We're gonna talk Of course we're gonna talk about Conor McGregor we're Gonna talk about Conor McGregor's return We're gonna talk uh, a little boxing MMA we're Gonna talk Garcia and Jared Hurd's fights this weekend uh, we're also going to talk about the Kansas versus K-State brawl. Sher- Richard Sherman versus uh, Darrell Rivas. Uh, my eulogy for my boys. Uh, my What I learned from Championship Weekend. You know, the Championship Weekend, weekend Roundup. And I'm going to set the table for the new XFL, which uh, will be here next in a couple of weeks. So definitely going to talk about that. And then <laughs> we're going to finish with why I'm not ready to talk about the NBA yet. I, I'm just, I'm not ready yet. Not yet. But let's, let's you know, let's start off with uh, something serious, man. I, I know that we, we were watching, we're all watching an AB situation. We've, we've all been watching the, the AB saga since what? March of 2019 we, We've we all been watching We've been watching it play out And I'm going to be honest with you Have I found some of this stuff comical The things he said The things he's he's doing uh, The rap videos and, and the Instagram lives Have Has some of it been comedic Yes Yes But when we talk about the legal situations and his most recent legal situation These are things that I I really don't want to laugh at That I don't think are funny So let's look at it Let's see what's going on now it, it, It's something new every day man We wake. I wake up to a bleach report ESPN notification And when I see Antonio Brown At this point I'm just looking for the worst I'm expecting the worst At this point and it's sad, man. It it really is sad. Such a top talent like this lost. Lost. Really lost in the world, man. Like really lost. Really lost. It's sad to watch. So here's what's going on now. There's a warrant out for his, uh AB's arrest in connection with an assault on a moving truck company's driver. Like what 
when you when I heard and read this, I'm like, what? Like, what are you doing? Getting yourself into these and into these type of situations, and then it's just like, bro, there's no way he has a legit team around him. Has to be a bunch of yes men, if anybody's there, because there's no way somebody with a stable team, a stable foundation, would find themselves in any of this. In any of this, if AB had the right people around him, I'm pretty sure none of this would have happened. And he would be playing. He would have been playing football this season. And and the only thing we would have would have been talking about as far as AB goes is what AB was doing on the field with his new team, whoever that may have been. Uh, continuing, his trainer was arrested, then posted a twenty k thousand dollar bond Wednesday night. Charges include burglar burglary with battery, burglary um, of an un. What the? Excuse me. Oh, <laughs> unoccupied. Bro, why can't I read my own handwriting? Hold on, this is terrible. Unoccupied, unoccupied. Can what? Eric, what are you doing? Convenience. That doesn't make sense. I don't know. In criminal mischief. <laughs> I can't read my own handwriting, bro. That's sad. Uh, I was rushing. Because I was like scratching some of this stuff down But anyway, apparently AB would be held without Bond um, Look man Listen You know, earlier this week we saw the, the Delonte West videos come out Came out And then all of a sudden It's thoughts and prayers for Delonte West It's oh man, we gotta get Delonte West some help It's oh man, the NBA, we stick together We gonna get him some help Right, 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 cool, cool Where's his energy for AB? Like, you guys, honestly, not just pro athletes and celebrities, but people in general. Nobody wants to step in before it gets that bad. Like, do we really want AB to be the next Aaron Hernandez or the next OJ or the next whatever big scandal? Like, do we really want to watch that get far, get that far? I feel like somebody should step in now before there's a documentary about uh, Antonio Brown within the next two years because he's no longer with us. Like, that's that's the type of path that A.B. is on right now. He is really self-destructing. I don't know if there's any substances or anything involved or it's just him, but it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Every day it's something new. Every day is something new. And honestly, man... It's it's sad that nobody is really stepping in. Tweets, you know, tweeting about it, that won't do much. I know y'all can get in contact with this man. Like you like these pro pro players that know him or whatever. I, there has to be something y'all can do. Seriously, man. Before this gets way out of hand. Before there is no more AB. Y'all like people want to enjoy the downfall and you know they want to watch. They want to watch the downfall. They definitely want to watch the downfall. But when 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 it, when the downfall is over and the smoke clears, and that man is on his own, then everybody gone. TV's off. Cameras away from. AB won't be in a shade room no more. AB won't be a story anymore. That's that's the only reason everybody is so worried about AB right now. Not for his mental health. Not for his well being. Not for his children's well-being, but because A.B. is a story right now. 
Everybody gets to do what I'm doing right now Is talking about AB Everybody gets to give their opinion on AB But nobody wants to help AB And that's a damn shame It is It is Cameras are on nice bright right now But I guarantee When this all is over And if AB never gets in the league again and, and and really like ends up in a really bad situation on his nobody will care. That will be the end of the A B saga. That's what everybody's looking for. How would it how will it end? That's now that's what they're looking for. How will it end? How will it end? Nobody cares, bro. Nobody cares. And that's crazy. That's crazy. And I know I gave A B a lot of flack. I did. Gave him a lot of flack. Um, when he was in the league dealing with the helmets and dealing with the feet, the, that was all football related. That was all character related. That was that was different. That's football business. You feel me? That's different. Off the field, I didn't even want to talk about this off the field stuff. I did not. But when you look at it, it's really sad, man. It's sad that nobody really cares. Everybody just wants to put their two cents in. And follow the AB story until the very end, and then guess what? They're gone. You know, you can you can send your thoughts, your prayers, your your thoughts and prayers, tweets and all that, but that's nothing, man. I don't mean nothing. Y'all do that with any um tragedy. Tweet about it for a couple of weeks, get a couple of hashtags going. That's why you know. I don't. I don't. I don't post the how pray for this country or. Pray for that country I don't repost stuff like that on my story That don't do nothing for me That don't do nothing for the cause What is Posting about the Australian fires Going to do uh, You know to my 15 Or however many uh, 2000 followers However many followers I have Who don't have any influence Who has who have uh, As much influence as me And uh, in the same tax bracket as me what, What's that going to do for them Or for us I can't do nothing to stop the Australian fires. I can't do nothing to stop the next big earthquake. I can't do nothing to stop the hurricanes. So what does me reposting about it really have to do if I'm not hitting the ground and doing something about it? So what does you praying for AB on Twitter, don't know if you're doing it uh, in real life, going to do for him if you really don't want to help him? Somebody answer that for me. Moving on. Because I'm, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I just... I just had to get it on my chest Because I feel like You know Seeing the Delonte West thing was sad And seeing that all of a sudden All this outcry For for what's going on with Delonte West But where was this at Five Or however many However long this took Or however fast That turn took for him Where were y'all at before it happened Where were y'all at before Before it got this bad Where were y'all at uh, You know Before the videos was out Honestly though all of a sudden, we we everybody wants the uh, Delonte West prayers um, and 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 get him some help now, when clearly it's too late. That ship has sailed. But because it's on the shade room now, y'all care. Tough. Tough. And that's and that's another thing. Not just you know. Natural disasters and, and, and tragedies like big tragedies like that. That's that that's another thing uh, that ties into mental health. This is all mental mental you know mental stuff, mental health and and your well being. 
People really don't be caring about that stuff outside of social media like that. I'm not saying that that's how everybody is, but once again, man, a hashtag, a couple tweets, a couple reposts, and that's it. That's it. Y'all not really checking on y'all friends like that. Y'all tweet stuff like, uh, anybody check on you today, or nobody checked out, nobody checked on me today, so I'm going to be mad about that. Like, that's so forced. Everybody's forcing it Everybody's forcing it And it's not natural Like it should be natural For somebody to ask you If you're alright If you're if, if it seems like you aren't like, I, like Like that's one thing Like honestly If You put on This facade On social media I know we're getting away From sports and everything Right now But I'm rolling If you put on This type of facade That you are indeed Okay you haven't given out any signs that you are indeed okay. If we talk every day and you haven't skipped the beat, at what point should I re- like honestly like I know a lot of things slide like that and a lot of situations get bad because we don't know. I'm not a mind reader. We're not mind readers. We not we're not just going to know if you don't show any, you feel me? If you don't show anything, how can I really think to myself Oh, maybe I should ask so-and-so if they are actually okay. Because if I feel something, I'm going to express it. And you'll know if I'm not okay. Then you can ask me, you know, what can I do to help? How am I? Something like that. You look at AB. You look at Delonte West. Could have looked back at Aaron Hernandez. Nothing about these three seem Okay. Nothing. Nothing about what AB do- is doing seems like what AB would usually be doing. But now we're so desensitized to it because we've been seeing it broadcasted on social media day in, day out. On the media, day in, day out. And, oh, look, AB on live again. Oh, look, AB beefing his baby moms again. Oh, look, AB got a new music video out. That dude look crazy. That's that's what we've been seeing so much over these past, uh, what? 8 to 11 months Almost a year now So To me Somebody Has to give that man a call Maybe people have And it's not working But Look at Like look at his agent Look at his agent The guy that was riding with him For so long Throughout You know Through the first uh, Legal situation But now all of a sudden Oh AB has to get help before I can represent him again So instead Instead Of going to Help AB get help I don't know if you try Cause I don't know his I don't. What's his name Drew I don't know him We don't know him We don't know what they, what they Converse about behind closed doors We don't know if he has Tried to get him help But I'm gonna assume he hasn't Because that's how I feel That's what it looks like to me Now you can't represent AB Until he gets help so that's what you decided to go to the media with Instead of In, in closed doors in, 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 in private Telling AB this A You gotta get some help Would you like me to help you get help But instead It looked like you ran first to the media And just gave them a story Once again They only care About the downfall While it's happening the tip of the roller coaster Down to the You know the big drop Nobody care about what happened after the roller coaster lands We don't care about when the roller coaster stop 
We only care about the rise, the peak, when it's all good. When 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 you at the top of the roller coaster and you can look around, you can look down at the theme park, you can see people waving at you, you can see people screaming your name, you can see people taking pictures of you, you can see people wanting your wanting your autograph. I think y'all see what I'm trying to say here. But when the downfall is gone, and when you're screaming for your life, when you feel like Everything around you is falling When you feel like your heart is falling through your stomach Everybody just looks And then when it's all over When the storm is over People just go about their day Simple as that Simple as that Um, Wow I'm, I, didn't, I didn't mean to give y'all a sermon <laughs> I really did. I didn't. I didn't know I was going to talk about that for that long, but it, it was just something that really wasn't sitting well with me, man. Like I, I just felt like that. I don't know. I don't know. All right, moving on, man. Let's let's talk about Conor McGregor's big return to the octagon this weekend, this past weekend. Excuse me. Uh, was not expecting that to be forty seconds. To be honest with you, was not expecting that, man. I was not expecting that at all. Uh, but like I, I think I touched on this a little bit uh, on Thursday, last Thursday, when I was like uh, Conor McGregor has said about how he was spending his money on his body and his health and his, his, you know, his wellness and everything. You can see at the press conference, the weigh-ins, this was a different McGregor, different McGregor. You guys know I'm very iffy on McGregor's antics and his. Threading the needle of, of racism and, and and just being brash and crazy. But I'm not going to lie. I like McGregor's work inside that octagon. I like his swag. I'm not going to lie to you. I do. Was I... Would, ha, would, have, would I have been saying this had this podcast been in existence in August of 2017? Probably not. Well, that whole... Oh, my goodness. Bro, let me tell y'all something. I wish that I had this show, this show was in existence during that whole Floyd and McGregor build-up. Bro, we would have gotten some classics. We would have gotten some classics leading up to that fight. Oh, my goodness. Because I can go back and look at, like, my tweets and everything if they're still there. Bro, because I, I was still tweeting reckless back then. That was before I, I, I um, was a turn baby face, you know, my... That was long ago, back in my Powerade Poppy, Coach Canelo days. Like, that was the attitude ever for me. That's when I was still a coach. If you weren't following me on Twitter when I was the coach, you really can't appreciate the man I've become today. All right? It was a little different back then. Like, look, 2013 to um, 2015, 2016, like late, early 2016. Uh, yeah, I was a different beast. I was a, I was a little savage, not anymore, not anymore, not anymore. I'm, I'm I'm retired from those wild wild days, but I would not have had the same sentiment about Conor McGregor back then. Was my whole point. Um, yeah, man, I I, I like Conor McGregor. I do. Uh, I was excited to see him back. And and look, whether you like him or not, I don't care how you feel about him. Biggest star in UFC history by far. Biggest star by far. 
You can you can you can talk about your Chuck Liddell's. You can give me your Tito Ortiz's. You can give me your Rampages. You can give me your John Jones. You can give me anybody you can name, and you put them against Conor McGregor's name. Conor, McGregor, Conor McGregor's brand What Conor McGregor has done for where he's from And brought them global You talk about the flags You talk about the suits You talk about coming out to B.I.G And just being Conor McGregor bro Like there's no bigger star In the UFC than Conor McGregor And that's 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 when we when After this I'm going to talk about boxing And why they, why they continue to try to force boxing in the MMA world, and we're going to talk about why him and Floyd were just so natural for each other. They look, and anything else is just wrong. Um, but you know, he so he beats Donald uh, Cerrone in forty seconds. Got him out of there in forty seconds, bro. He came out with the shoulders, bro. The shoulders, not hands, not feet, not elbows. Shoulders. I haven't seen anything like that before. Broke his nose with the shoulders, busted his nose up with the shoulders, then just got him out of there. Quickly, swiftly. Didn't even break a sweat. Didn't even break a sweat. So whenever Khabib ready, you know, Khabib he got he got Tony Ferguson. That fight is in April. You go ahead, be Ferguson. Keep your belt. We should be ready for keep Khabib versus McGregor too by the end of the summer. That's how I feel about it. Depending on how that fight goes. If it can be as clean as this one, maybe sooner. But I'm, I'm, I, hey, if I'm Dana, if I'm Zakar. Okay, we had a little technical, technical difficulty. But okay, as I was saying, if I was Connor, Khabib, and Dana, I would be aiming for late August, maybe September. You know, close the summer, start off the fall with this, with this fight. Because honestly, man, I don't think that Connor was in it when he fought. Could be back in 2018 He wasn't in that fight His mind and his heart was not with the UFC At that time There was a lot going on Behind the scenes And look Be honest Let's just call it what it is He is just coming off of that Floyd high Yes Yes Almost three years later Yes That Floyd money That boxing money Hit his account Hit his pockets a little different He has saw some things with that money did some things with that money that he had never, ever, had ever, 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 ever seen or done before. So, yeah, that money hit his account a little different. And now I think he's focused again. I think he's ready to get back in it. At whatever weight class, you know, I, I think he's back, man. I think McGregor is back, and that is very bad for the rest of the UFC. Also, to be to be completely honest, I could care less about him and Jorge uh, Masvidal fighting. To be honest, not really into that fight. The idea of it was cool, like you know, the BMF thing. But the BMF belt is corny to me. Sorry, not sorry. I think it's cool, but we don't need it. I didn't think they needed an entire belt. That belt means nothing to me. Uh. Yeah, and, and Jorge Masvidal isn't making it any better Because now, like, the more I look at him, the cornier he becomes to me Which is sad, because I actually liked him starting out But the more I hear him talk, the more it's just like, okay, we get it We get it, like We get it So now, if he was to fight McGregor, I would definitely be rooting for Conor 
Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I'm not really interested in that fight. That belt isn't real. Who cares? What's real is uh, Khabib's belt. That's that's what's real. That's what's real. So, let's see. McGregor moved up to two spots to the number 11th spot on the pound-for-pound list. He sits at 14 on the welterweight in the welter rank. Wow, excuse me, welter. Wow, welterweight rankings, and he moves up uh, to uh, rank three, third overall in the lightweight rankings. Uh, let's see, let's see. Yeah, man, I think I think that it, it's going it's going to be great for the sport to have McGregor back, like legit back. And um, I hope he's really back, man. I really hope that he has nothing else planned with Floyd or anything like that. Speaking of, let's let's just let's just really have this conversation because I think it's really time to have this conversation. Conversation, because I I feel like everything else besides that is just forced. If we're not talking about Floyd and McGregor. Any boxer versus UFC star, MMA star is forced to me, man. It's not natural. It's not natural. It's not a draw. It's not a natural draw to me. Be frank. Be honest with me. Be honest with me. Do we really care about Terrence Crawford? Because I saw his name. Terrence Crawford fighting anybody in the UFC. Honestly. Terrence Crawford can't even fight anybody in boxing. He can't get a legit title shot with anybody outside the top rank. I think he should be more concerned about that than doing anything with Dana White. Honestly. Shouldn't be worried about the cage. Shouldn't be worried about fighting anybody outside the cage. No. 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 Be honest with me again. Raise your hand. If you know who Clarissa Shields is Not because I told you who she was on the show But outside of this Have you ever watched a Clarissa Shields fight? Did you watch her last fight? She didn't win by knockout She won but it was all 12 Or however many rounds it was I like Clarissa Shields I do But do we really need to see Clarissa Shields Get in the ring with Amanda Nunes? Is that anything that anybody is going to really pay for? Will that pay-per-view sell? Will that ring off at bars? Will that ring off at pay-per-view parties? Will that ring off at restaurants? Uh, no. No. It won't. Like you see Clarissa Shield, all of a sudden she's popping up in UFC fights. It's just not It's not natural, man. There's no natural ri- rivalry between any of these people. Honestly, outside of the, the, the usual... MMA guys, boxing guys, our sport is this way, you can't do this. And our sport is this way, you can't do that. You can't beat me here, but you you might beat me here, but you won't beat me there. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't beat me here nor there. Let's do it. No, that's all there is. There is literally nothing else besides that. That's all they have. Now, when you go back and you look at the Floyd and McGregor thing, even before it was official, that was something that people were talking about like two years before that. Because people would ask Floyd about Connor. People would ask Connor about Floyd. Virtually the same person in their respective sports. 
Top of the game Top of the game Rich and famous Not as rich But famous <laughs> Y'all know Hey, hey Y'all know that Floyd money different Um Loud Loud Big personality Big personality Trash talker Trash talker Getting your face out of the way and getting, These guys were very similar Very similar Imposed a, a real Conversation Like it, it was It became a dream match it Became a dream matchup We it, People legitimately Were going on Twitter And me included Having wars Of words On why McGregor Was not going to beat Floyd And I'm just like bro <laughs> Floyd don't need to get in an octagon He don't got no business Getting in an octagon That's never gonna happen if you don't remember correctly, McGregor called him out. So, okay, you're going to come over here, and I don't need to go over there. And we saw that once. Don't need to see it again. Um, You know, after the McGregor fight, Floyd went right on Instagram and posted two terrible photoshops of him versus McGregor and him versus Khabib. Listen, we don't need any of that. Floyd. Floyd. Floyd, if you're getting in a ring... It should be against Pacquiao and Pacquiao only. And that should be it. Y'all should go out together and then really go out. I don't need to see Floyd fighting beyond 2020. Don't need to see him fighting in 2020. Damn sure don't need to see him fighting anybody from the UFC again. Yeah. So just listen, man. Stop trying to mix these two worlds, okay? It's no it's no need for it. Just stop forcing it. It's forced. It's forced. It's forced, man. You guys know it is, and 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 it's not. It's not going to be big money like that. That like you know it, you can't just pick any two random UFC or random boxers, whether they're women or men, and put them in in the ring. It's not going to sell like Floyd and McGregor. Nobody's going to give an entertaining press run like that. Nobody's going to give another entertaining Showtime uh, special like that. Nobody's going to give us another weigh-in like that. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Those two are unique. That rivalry was real. It was unique. It was something that we hadn't seen. And it sold, man. It sold. Celebrities, athletes, everybody was invested in it. The media, everybody was invested. Everybody had an opinion. On what was going to happen And how it was going to happen That won't be the same thing If you just try to do, recreate that With somebody else Or recreate that with those two again It's been almost three years since then I look back on that On that fight On that time in my life You know 2017 was a good year I don't think that can be recreated in 2020. I don't think we're going to all feel those same feelings again. I don't think I'll ever feel that anxious during a Floyd fight again. Bro, I was anxious. Like, honestly, edge of my seat, like, shaking. Because I wanted that for Floyd so bad. Because people were in my ear that whole summer. Whole summer. A lot of Brads and Chads were trying to tell me that Conor McGregor was going to beat Floyd Freaking Mayweather in the boxing ring. That's insane that anybody even had that thought. The nerve, the audacity to say that with a straight face. But no, seriously though, think about everything that happened with that. Floyd playing future tap out at the press conference, making it rain on him. 
Khan is telling him to dance. The Pauli Malinaji, the Pauli Malinaji thing with McGregor. Uh, what else happened, man? It was a lot going on. It was a lot going on. The hardest thing ever out of that was Floyd coming out with the mask and all black and gold. That was tough. That was definitely tough. And then finishing it with the TKO. But um, yeah, man, you that that's just something you can't recreate, man. That's just something that was natural. And and it was a good mix for the boxing and the UFC MMA world. But uh that that's something that won't happen again. No. Can't be can't be forced. Um moving on to just boxing this weekend. This Saturday night at the Barclays, right? Yeah, Barclays. Yeah, this fight is in, these fights are in Brooklyn. Um for the last weekend of January, bro. January really flew, man. January really flew. But um Danny Garcia is back. And uh, my guy Jared Hurd, Maryland's own, he's back. I'm very excited about this man. I, I've been, you guys know, I'm I'm a big Danny Garcia fan, and I've become a Jared Hurd fan. I like Jared Hurd. I was upset that he lost to J Rock, but it's it's funny to see J Rock get knocked out like that, man. Like, bro, you can't you can't sleep on anybody like that just because you won the belts. And yeah, no. But I start off with Danny Garcia, who turns 32. In March, uh, this is his first fight back since knocking out Adrian Granados last this past April. He's going up against Juan Reddick, which I think honestly this should be a tune-up fight for him. Uh, he was slated to fight Errol Spence first quarter of this year, but then Spence got into the accident, and then now the word is that you know Spence is they keep throwing Spence and Pacquiao's name. Why? If anybody should be fighting Pacquiao first. I think Danny Garcia, he deserves a title shot first. Honestly, though. Because do we really need the Spence and Pacquiao fight to be the unification bout? Like, is that the fight we need to unify the welterweight division? Like, okay, Pac is a legend. But Pac not going to... He not going to beat him. He not. I think Danny Garcia will make for a better fight. Honestly. I think Danny has worked his way well back into the title picture. I think he deserves a shot at taking out Pacquiao and then unifying the belts again. But um, we'll see. But that's how I feel about it. And I think if he, if, especially if he wins this fight this Saturday, which I think he will, but impressively with a knockout, there's no way that Danny's not in the title picture. Like, if not, he's, you know, next up for one. Uh, that's at welterweight, by the way. Um, then Jared Hurd's back after suffering his first loss. Uh, this is his first fight back since losing to uh, all three of his super welterweight titles to Julian Williams back in May. Uh, after that, not only did he drop his team, you know, switched up a couple of things with his team, the boy cut off his Odell Beckham curls. All right, he got serious on y'all, man. Um, I'm excited to see Hurd back in the ring. You know, if you if he you know he, he switched it up a little bit, I would like to see him. Box, like really box. You, you know, you're tall, man. You're tall. You got long arms. Use that. I need to see you use that. If you don't, then I, I don't know if I can roll with you going here or out. Like, I need to see you really do something this weekend. Like, really, yeah. I need you to do something, man. I need you to throw your hands. Don't be timid. Don't be waiting on your shot. No, use that long jab. Use that long jab. Don't fight short. Don't fight short. Don't fight short. 
You fight tall, you fight from the outside, and you make the fight come to you. Simple as that. Ain't no need to be in a phone booth with somebody shorter than you. Like, come on, dog. Like, ain't no need for that. Like, seriously, though, man. If I was tall and I was a boxer, man, child, please. I'd be making guys, guys head snap back with my jab. Like, dog, y'all going to fight to my level. I'm not coming down there. You better... You better throw up a cut or something, cause I'm not I'm not putting my chin down there, little man. Like, shoot, but uh, <laughs> nah, man, I'm I'm definitely taking Heard and Garcia in their respective bouts this weekend. I'm I'm big fans of both. I'm excited for some boxing, uh, this year, uh, this month because you know next month, next couple of weeks, we got the big heavyweight title fight, which we will, of course, I'll be talking about when the time comes, but um. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> might as well stay on the on the brawling side. So let's get into this Kansas versus K State brawl that uh, took place. When was this? Uh, was this? Wait, what was yesterday? Was Wednesday, Tuesday night? Yeah, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Uh, so I saw it. I saw all the different angles and everything, and I uh, saw how it started and. And then, you know, everybody has their opinion, just this similar to the Miles Garrett thing about the chair. But honestly, he didn't even use the chair. He put the chair down. It's like he he thought and then he realized where he was and what was actually happening. And he was like, man, I don't need this chair. This ain't WWE. I don't need this chair, man. I don't need it. And he put it down. So I don't think that should be a big deal. I know the suspensions were handed out. I know, I know that was happened, but look, look, man, let's 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 just be real here. Let's be let's be. This is a ri- a rivalry match. Tempers were high, you know. K State was was already the game was over. They decided to steal the ball. One of the players decided to steal the ball and try to go up for a last second layup, and then he got his ball sent to Hades, straight to the ground, straight to the uh the floor. And K-State felt some type of way about that. And they started this. They decided to rush the floor. Didn't even need to do all that, bro. Game over. I know y'all in y'all feelings. But just go ahead home. You know, lick y'all wounds. Take y'all L. Go go DM some girls or something. Try to get over the loss. But, dog, it it is what it is. Ain't no need to fight. You should have been fighting the scoreboard. <laughs> like, come on, dog. Like, seriously, you wanna you wanna fight because your man just got his his shot piped on on TV? You should have been fighting the scoreboard because it wasn't looking good for y'all. The game was over. So now y'all wanna fight? Fighting the wrong battles, dog. Fighting the wrong demons. Hate to see it, but um, look, I don't think it was that big a deal. That's how I feel about it. And also. This fight was take. It took place, you know. All the action was in the phone booth. If you don't know what the phone booth is, that's just basically another term for a very close space. Because I know some of y'all might not know what a phone booth, a legit phone booth, was or is. But basically, <laughs> basically, here's here's the thing. Fight was in close space. Nobody really got any shots off. Like I, I watched it a couple times. Like nobody, nothing really like connected. It was more grabbing and swinging and missing. Look, if the fight took place in open space, like the Malice at the Palace did, once again, I don't know if that's before y'all time. So let me stop playing with y'all. Look, if you if you go back and watch Malice at the Palace, you can see that was an open space. It was an open space, and Steven Jackson was able to haul off and Superman punch somebody. That. That didn't happen here. 
there was none of that going on. You know, no, it was it was in, it was engulfed. It was like smothered, like the action was smothered because there were so many bodies in such a small space. So nobody was really able to get busy. So, you know, if 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 your man's was in it and he tried to tell you he he got it in, he's lying. And there's tape to prove it from multiple angles because I guarantee, if you were in that, you really didn't do anything. We watched the tape multiple times. Do not lie to your mans about that. We were there. We saw it. But um, yeah, man, that was interesting. Hey, man, we, hey, hey, that's the type of stuff I like to see. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Show me some fire, man. Show me that you care. Show me some fire. Show me that y'all not gonna go sweet when it's time. You know? I I I personally enjoy that. I'm glad nobody got seriously hurt in the crowd or or coaches or players. But hey. It is what it is. Look, it's been a lot of beef this week. You know, you know, Donovan McNabb. I was going to talk about this, but I really don't care for Donovan McNabb. He's a, I don't care for him. But he was on that uh, Bleacher Report thing. I forgot what the show's called. Untold Stories. And he brought up his his, his rival. Wow. He brought up his beef with T.O. And T.O. quoted it. And now that's, bro, it's 2020. Please stop it. But it's been a lot of beef this week, man. Starting off Sunday night and after the games were over, Richard Sherman and Darrell Revis took to Twitter, man. This literally came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Was not expecting any of that to happen. All right. So during the game, as Revis was watching the game, he was chilling at the crib, watching the game like, like we all were. And he took a picture of a screen, and he was he was upset with the way that Sherman was playing football. <laughs> he didn't like that he wasn't traveling with Tay. Didn't like that he was basically. He said he was. All right, so here's exactly what was said. Basically, Revis said that Sherman wanted zero smoke, and, and basically he wanted zero smoke and man, and didn't want to see Tay. Now Tay did end up burning him late in the game. That did happen. But that was before then. He said he wanted no sweet money. He wanted, and he told him to stop hiding in the cover three zone. Now look to the average human being, this Twitter beef sounded like foreign language. Like seriously. But if you play Madden, <laughs> if you play Madden, you probably were like, oh, really? Damn, that's t- ooh, ooh, they, ooh, sis, they beefing. Like, <laughs> if you know football, period, you know what was being said. But watching this outside, inside, have you just seen uh, a tweet get retweeted on your TL t- by a bunch of people, a bunch of guys? You probably didn't know what the hell was going on if you really weren't aren't a football head. So, yeah, I get it. But. So Sherman, after winning the NFC Championship game and getting the interception, he had to get on the T.O. He hit him with an LMAO. My man said he was dying laughing. He laughing at you, cat. He said you home. Enjoy the Super Bowl from the couch. He said you at the crib, cuz. You at the crib. Where I'm at? Prepare for Super Bowl. Tuh. Talking about you a grown man acting like that. You tell me You tell me No it's no Sherman said um, 
he had a Super Bowl to prepare for and enjoy from his view from the couch. And his ninth year looked a lot different. Ooh, ooh, they got spicy. So then Revis came back. He had to clap back one more again. Had to come back at him. He said, Revis ain't going sweet. He said, Revis Island ain't going sweet. Talking about. Revis said, his ninth year, he led the entire league in turnovers, had five interceptions and four fumble recoveries. Revis also said, uh, what'd he say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He told him to go ahead and get strapped, get ready for the Super Bowl. And strap up because he actually going to have to cover this time. Yikes. Now, when you talk about who was better, because I asked a um, couple of the group messages, a couple of guys, you know, how they felt about this. And um, a lot of guys were leaning towards uh, Revis, right? A lot of guys were leaning. To, honestly, I don't know. Like, I, I really don't have a dog in this fight. Like, I've watched them both. I understand where everybody is coming from. You know, even Keenan Allen's side of Revis was just like he was different. And, you know, he didn't need any help. And his technique was good. And he was just like that Richard Sherman, you know, gave him his credit. But he was just like his technique just ain't that good. Like, you know, they just different. Uh, You know, it is true that Revis was on an island by himself. And Sherman has... uh, been mostly um, zone schemed, but you know I'm not taking away from him at all. Uh, and you go look at the stats, you know they're not that that different statistically, but of course numbers don't tell a whole story. And at one point, you know it was Revis Island, one nobody throwing over there for real. But look, look, look at Revis, 145 games played, 411 solo tackles, 85 assists. Four forced fumbles, 12 fumble recoveries, 29 INTs, 466 yards in return, and three touchdowns. And you look at Sherman, 134 games played, 358 solo tackles, 108 assists, uh, five forced fumbles, six uh, fumble recoveries, 35 interceptions, 460 yards returning, and also three touchdowns. So, look, man, I'll probably run a poll on the Twitter. Also, all right, I think... I may have messed up on the whole send your voice messages in. I think I gave the idea that you had until f- to Thursday to today to do- I was wrong. I'm sorry. It was last minute, but I it, the thought had just popped in my mind. I'm like, oh, I should do this, but I wasn't. I didn't give you guys enough time. That's on me. So Monday, I'll be running. I'll start the new question, and that's basically going to be who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl and why? Send your voice message. I'm going to start that Monday. That way you got a whole four days. To, you feel me? You feel me? Because I want you guys to participate more this year. But, um, yeah, man, I, I honestly, I'm torn. I really don't know. I mean, if, if I had to choose, I'm definitely taking Revis, prime healthy Revis, simply because he is out there, but he was out there by himself. Like, to play that position and to go up against the best of the best by himself. And travel with them Yeah that's a little different Guys ain't built like that no more Guys ain't built like that no more That's just the truth That's just how it, how it is it's, it's the truth man It is indeed the truth Um, Let's see Where we at with it next man Oh, Do I really have to do this now? <sighs> Alright man 
I mean, let me go ahead and do this, man. Here lies the 2019-2020 Green Bay Packers. They finished the season 13-3, and two seed. And they went on and back out to California where they would be put out to pasture by the ever-so-dominant San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to give the full breakdown of the game just yet. But I will say that when I went to go do my pregame ritual at about 5.15, I mean, excuse me, about what, 6.15, and my speaker wouldn't come on to play green and yellow, and then my other, I said, hold up, bro, I had to click it, click it, it would not start, I said, I don't like this, don't like that, mm-mm, then when I come downstairs, ritual done, jersey on them, hype, I saw boys, the men doing the national anthem, with 49ers jerseys on, and the last thing they said was, go 49ers. I said, oh, we might be in trouble. And we were. We were. We were indeed in trouble. Um, hey, man. Can't win them all. Can't win them all. All right, but no, no, no. Seriously, though. Seriously, before I get into, you know, breaking down everything that went wrong with the Packers and everything that went right with them this season because you know I gotta get my season review of my boys, man. It, it was it was it was a good one. But we talking about Aaron Rodgers and the 49ers. It is time to kill that video of him after the draft, bro. It, it that it's time to wrap that whole narrative narrative up. Let's kill it. Let's kill that narrative of Aaron Rodgers and the 49ers in that two thousand five draft. It's over, bro. It's over. Listen They've beaten them in the playoffs multiple times. They've been to multiple NFC championships. Now they have um, uh, more Super Bowl appearances than him since he's been drafted. It's their second Super Bowl appearance. They've had one already. He has one ring. Now they have the potential to tie that. I understand that, of course, they would have had, would have in, in, in hindsight, would have rather have had Rodgers than Alex Smith. But... Rodgers going to Green Bay, sitting behind Brett Favre. Hey, man, that made him who he is today. Not not saying that, you know, that took away from, you know, what he already was coming out of college. I just think that sitting, getting that chip on his shoulder, having that chip on his shoulder, learning from Favre, and, yeah, that, that, that made Rodgers great, like elite, big great. You feel me? But... Look, kill that whole narrative. Every time the 49ers and Packers play, I don't need to see that video. I didn't want to see it this week, and somebody sent it to me. I'm like, bro, I I, understand. I get it, okay? He, he he didn't get drafted by them. We don't care. Nobody cares. It's old. It's 15 years old now. It's over. It's over. Just kill that whole narrative. Um, Before I even talk about, you know, the game and everything, Um, let's see. Free agents, man. Free agents. Oh yeah. Also, I on my notes earlier, this is from earlier, a couple of days ago. I thought Patton was out. I thought Patton was out of there, bro. It, it and he should be. I can't believe they bringing him back. And the way Lafleur was talking at the press conference, you know, he was he was basically holding everybody accountable, and I'm glad he did because he said that basically everybody looked bothersome playing out there, and they did, bro. They looked defeated from from the defense. To the offense Everybody looked defeated That first drive of defense was great bro Three and out Oh was supposed to get out there and go score right after that They didn't do that They didn't do that 
And and Green Bay had multiple opportunities to get back in that game before the they could have stopped the bleeding at half, but they got down there and fumbled. And yeah, man, it's like what what can you do when nothing goes right? You know, J.K. gave them a, a bad punt, gave them great field position, and then look, man, they got them boys got beat Sunday. They got beat on, and and they quit. They all quit. You can't tell me otherwise. I don't care what happened in the second half. That was garbage time. That didn't mean nothing to me. I was on my way out the door. I was heading out. Literally, I didn't care about that. Game was over, man. Now all of a sudden, y'all up. Now y'all woke up. Yeah, get out of here. And even even twelve looked like he was just out of it, man. Like he just looked disconnected. Like he just went, you know, and just checked out, bro. Like he went to the sideline and had a scotch. He didn't wait till after the game. He looked like he had a scotch over there waiting for him. And I can do that. I can criticize my team. I can do that. I didn't appreciate how Jair didn't want to get back in the game with a thumb injury. I that was confusing to kind of confounding to me. Uh, yeah, man, I didn't appreciate the performance I, I saw from my team on Sunday. Uh, free agents, we got a lot of them, and the only one I want to bring back is Alan Lazard. He is the receiver that has the best potential, best upside out of everybody outside of Devontae Adams, who's already established as one of the best, if not the best, receiver in the league. Uh, you look at the guys who else is a free agent, Geronimo Allison, Gmo, look, he's hit his ceiling. I don't see him getting better. Alan Lazard, he's gonna get better. He's gonna get better. It's time for Blake Martinez to go. Definitely time for Blake Martinez to go. And it's time to trim some fat, man. It's time to trim trim some fat. Look, look. Listen to me. Hear me out. Thirteen and three, not bad. Thirteen and three is not bad, bro. Great season. Only three losses. Your two losses on the road out west. Don't know what the hell was going on out there, but I do know that the 49ers are the were the better team two times. And the players, you know, they didn't want to admit that there's a gap between Green Bay and San Francisco. But at least Matt LaFleur knows and he knows there are a lot there's a lot to work on going into next season. Because you we already know whether they won the Super Bowl or not, that will be the team to beat in the NFC for a while. I'm telling you, man. Not the Saints. Not the Packers, not the Vikings, not uh, the Seahawks. No, the 49ers are now the team to beat. They have a big. They would seem to be last year, but injuries. They could have been this last year, but y'all ain't ready for that conversation. But yeah, so I'm glad that Lafleur knows and he's holding everybody accountable. I, I hope Jimmy Graham really does retire because it, we need that bread, bro. Come up off that wasting our damn money. I knew that experiment wasn't going to go well after the first. Couple of games after I saw him, man, I was ready to get rid of him. Don't know what happened to that man. Um, yeah, man, I I don't know, I don't know, but I I do know that they uh they just got to do some things this off season. Free agency, draft wise, they got to make more splashes in free agency. Need another big receiver, and going to need to get a little more help on that defense, man, and figure some things out with their defense because there ain't no way y'all was supposed to go out like that. Like that. But look, I told y'all, bro. I told y'all in December. I told y'all way back after that game that I did not want to go back out there. Didn't mind playing them again. If this game was at Lambeau, I'm not saying that we would have, it would have been, you know, it wouldn't have been what it was. I don't think it would have been like that. I think we still had a chance, but not out there. Didn't want to go back out there. And I can't blame the Seahawks for that, you know, giving up that last play or not, you know, not scoring that touchdown because it shouldn't even came down to that. 
you can go all the way back to that Eagles game at home. If you win that game, you're 14 and 2 and you're the one seed. That's it. That's it, man. You got to you got to look at the whole you got to look at the whole scheme of things. Got to look at the whole scheme of things. But um all in all, man, look, like I kept telling people, last year I was jumping for joy when Mike McCarthy got fired. I was celebrating a coach's dismissal. This year, my team goes to the NFC Championship game, 13-3. and First time in the playoffs since 2016. I'm satisfied with this season. I'm satisfied. I wasn't even hurt. Like, I'm, I wasn't, I really was not hurt. I'm not hurt at all. Like, you know, I see people, you know, like Eric, you okay, bro? I'm good. Like, but don't, don't talk. Like, after, like right after that game, I don't want to hear from y'all for real, for real. Like, not with the jokes. Like, the jokes was hilarious. But, like, I'm not with, like, don't talk to me. If your team didn't make it to the tournament or was out of the tournament already. Like, come on, dog. We Now we watching it from the same spot. But if you didn't make it to the Final Four, you really shouldn't be rapping. But like I said, it don't matter if you ain't horsing the Lombardi. It don't care how far you get. But, um, yeah, man, it is what it is. It is what it is. They got a lot to work on this offseason. But, um... Great season for Aaron Jones. Great season for the Smith brothers on all the acquisitions. Um, a, glad to see him in a Packers uniform. Can't wait to see him in the second season in a Packers uniform. Shout out to that boy. Um, Baltimore, you know what's good. But, um, yeah, man, I um, I don't really have much as far as that goes, man. But rest in peace to the 2019-2020 Packers. And everybody seemed positive and optimistic about what they're going to do in next season. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see Tay back. And hopefully we get a, another full 16 out of him. And um, look, man, we know the time is running out for 12. He's about to be 37. Still win now mode, though. Got to go win now. Got to go get one for that man. Another one for that man. But um yeah man it, all in all I was satisfied with the season it was great to be back in the tournament after going what four nine and one last season so to go from that to Matt Lafleur leading us thirteen and three to an NFC title game at a, a, a sweep in the division hey man I'm satisfied um but the game let's talk about the game real quick uh Jimmy G threw the ball eight times I'm gonna say it again Jimmy G threw the ball how many Eight times That's beautiful That's beautiful Shanahan knew exactly what to do Exactly what to do Petten didn't have an answer Nobody on that defense could tackle all of a sudden Made Blake Martinez look like a rec player And Raheem Mostert had 29 touches 220 yards And four of them things man. Four touchdowns He killed them boys That was a real live Madden beatdown um, the defense was wreaking havoc with two picks, two sacks, and a forced fumble recovery. Uh, can't say for the same for defense. Uh, the Packers defense, they literally did nothing. Um, uh, Tay had nine receptions, a buck 38. Aaron Jones had two touchdowns, AR 12 and 31 for 39, 328 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, he didn't play his best game of football either. So this is the, this is a time where we can blame everybody, not just the defense. Yeah, man, sad to see them go out like that, but, hey, like I say, I'd rather lose like that than a close, you know, missed field goal or lose by three like that. Now, that hurts. Now, had it been close and we lost, well, I'd been on here crying, but we got spanked, so it is what it is. We'll be back in next season. Back next season. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Where we at with it now? What we at next? What's next? What's next? Oh, we got to oh, talk about the other game, you know. 
look, man, is we we I, we knew we had known that that was gonna go that way. I mean, shout out to the shout out to the Titans, but uh, yeah, the little Cinderella Cinderella run is over. Shout out to y'all though. That boy, um, what Henry had what seventy something yards, something like that. Yeah, they shut that down, and the Tyrant was just hitting everything that moved. So. Yeah, it, it was a lot of banging going on, but uh, Pat Pat did what he had to do, man. He did. Uh, you know, as far as that goes, I will. That's all I'm saying. Y'all not going to. Hey, you might not like it, but hey, if the MVP award extended into the postseason, like if if it was also counted, which Pat Mahomes would have just stole that from Lamar because he is. Just showing that he is the most valuable player in the league. Like, look, we giving a Lamar regular season MVP. He getting that this season for sure. But we talking about MVP, like most valuable, like who matters the most. It's Pat Mahomes, man. Not just because what he does on the like, you know, in the field of play. It's on that sideline, bro. He makes guys believe that when the score is twenty four nothing, that we can come back and win. He makes guys believe that they were we're not with me on the field. We're never out of it. And the same throws and and you know how we gave when Rogers, you know Rogers still doing his thing, but when Rogers first really broke out and had his MVP years and, and stuff like that, when we when we gave all the praise to the throws Rogers was making and and where he was throwing them from and how he was doing it, same thing can be said and more for Pat Mahomes. That's all I'm saying. He can make any throw. Any throw. Any throw. And he can run too. And he just got that fire, man. That fire. Um, Yeah, man, I don't really have much about that. I knew, we knew how that was going to go. But I will say that Pat Mahomes looking like the best in the business, man. He's looking like the best in the business. I'm not taking that away from him. That Madden curse. Yo, somebody said the Madden curse hit AB so hard that they decided to take a year off on Pat. Come on, dog. Now, that really is crazy. That man made it all the way to the Super Bowl. I, and, and that is just crazy how he's doing it. But, yeah, Pat is, ridic- Pat is ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, that's all I took away from that. Just Pat is ridiculous. Uh, let's see. Got a couple more things to talk about here. Uh, the XFL. All right, yeah, yeah. we're gonna talk about F- XFL, and then um, I'm gonna get y'all out of here, man. I'm gonna get y- yeah, I'm gonna get y'all out of here after that. Uh, where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Do 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 do. All right, so the XFL starts um uh, week one starts Saturday, February February eighth. And then the championship is Sunday, April 26th. So that's the season right there, February to April. Uh, there are eight teams this go-round. we got the St. Louis Battlehawks, the Dallas Renegades, the Houston Roughnecks, the Seattle Dragons, the L.A. Wildcats, the Tampa Bay Vipers, the, and the New York Galaxies. I mean, Galaxies, wow. The New York Guardians, the D.C. Defenders. And they are, they're on three networks, the, you know, the Fox, FS1, ABC, and ESPN. Um, I just wanted to, to just go over like three different rules because all of the rules, most of the rules are completely different. Uh, but it was like three that I that stood out to me. Uh, the overtime rules. So the overtime they have five rounds 
and it's basically like best of five. So each team will get the ball from the opponent's five yard line, and you get whoever scores the most points wins. Uh, so in this in, in this overtime, it's quicker, way quicker than NFL, and it's a guaranteed winner. There are no ties, so somebody has to win. I thought that was cool. The double pass. So if a team completes a forward pass behind the line of scrimmage, that team may throw a second forward pass as long as it's behind the line of scrimmage. Like that's cool as hell too. I thought that was cool. Uh, there's a running clock and a 25 second play clock. So, and the kickoff and the punts are really different. You can go on XFL.com and read the rules. Like it's not a lot to read, and they have videos as well. For my visual people But um Yeah man I, That was just a couple of things That I thought Were cool about the XFL Which is coming Next month Uh Hey man Look You clearly see That I'm not ready To talk about the NBA But listen man Listen I just feel like You guys put too much stock Into these Like the Lakers The Clippers the Bucks, like you guys act like these teams aren't supposed to lose. Like, who cares if the Lakers were to lose to the Clippers in in January? Who cares? Now that happened in March, heading into the playoffs. Now that's I don't know, but it's January. Who cares about these games, bro? Like I watch, like they're entertaining. I will say that. Like I enjoy watching Dame drop what sixty one Monday night. I watched the game, I watched the fourth quarter. <laughs> I was doing something. I watched that. That was good. Like, but what? Listen, all I'm saying is, it's not like football. Every game don't matter, and it's just a lot of games, man. That's a lot of games. Um, let's see. Is that all I have for you guys? I think it is, man. Another one bites the dust. So that's episode eighty-five right there. Um, I'll be back next Friday. I I, I know I've been slipping with the two episodes episodes a week. Uh, that is on me, but this upcoming week, um, I won't be able to do a first half episode, but I will be back, we'll be back on Friday and then going into February, we should be back to our regular schedule should be, but depending on how my new work schedule is supposed to be, I don't know. We'll see, but I'll, you know, it'll be, it'll still be every week, every week, but we'll see how many episodes per week. Um, Let's see. So, yeah, I, pro- I won't be speaking to you guys until next Friday. Once again, you know, follow the Electrified Twitter and podcast for all up- updates on polls and and video mess video. Uh, I mean, uh, audio messages and everything like that. And uh, just stay up to date with me and everything. Um, let's see. Uh, shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Shout out to the listeners, subscribers, man. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for um, setting that big, big record for me. Last episode, and then let's see if we can do something big with this one. Man, I think there's another good episode that deserves all the ratings, man, and all the plays. So thank you guys for listening, because clearly you guys are listening. I appreciate you guys. Much love, much support, man. Um, enjoy your weekend. Yeah, enjoy your weekend and enjoy your upcoming week. I'll be back on uh, next Friday, man, for episode episode 66. And of course, you know the Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl weekend, so we'll have a lot going on for that. Uh, Once again, I am Eric Lyons, and for the 85th time, you have just been electrified.